Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Before we get to that, uh, be sure to go check out reallifepharmacology.com. Snag your free gift from me, a 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. I really did my best to highlight uh, the most important uh, clinical practice pearls as well as the most important uh, test-emphasized pearls as well in that uh, kind of cheat sheet study resource. So again, 31-page PDF. Absolutely no cost to you simply for uh, subscribing and and following the podcast when we have uh, new episodes and and new content out. So again, reallifepharmacology.com is where you can find that. All right, so let's chat today about rifaximin. So rifaximin is not a drug I see used on on an everyday basis uh, by any means. Uh, The brand name of the medication is Zyfaxin. And it is uh, technically uh, classified as a rifamycin antibiotic. So if you remember from a previous podcast, I believe I've covered uh, rifampin in the past, uh, one of those drugs that's definitely very notorious for for drug interactions. I'll talk about that uh, further in a little bit with rifaximin. Um, But rifaximin specifically is limited to the use basically of gut problems and, and, and gut infections. So uh, C. diff is, is a common uh, infection that we use oral vancomycin um, oftentimes, but rifaximin is a potential alternative in the management of C. diff. So again, probably not a first-line medication, for C. diff, um, but you know certainly a, a viable option that can help manage uh, that type of infection. Uh, probably the second most common situation I, I've seen this medication used is hepatic encephalopathy. And there again, it, it isn't necessarily a first-line agent. For hepatic encephalopathy, uh, what you'll often see is, is lactulose used to help lower ammonia levels. And that's usually titrated to, you know, two to three loose stools per day. But in some situations, we don't get enough uh, ammonia lowering or the patient is experiencing uh, intolerable diarrhea. Lactulose is a a laxative type medication. And if patients are having uh, too much diarrhea, obviously, or too loose of stools, obviously that's going to be uh, an issue when it comes to trying to adhere uh, to taking the medication. So again, rifaximin is kind of uh, a second line agent uh, in that setting to help manage that type of uh, situation. Uh, other rare, you know, off-label uses, uh, pochitis, uh, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, traveler's diarrhea, 
again, I, I don't see those very often in, in my clinical practice. Uh, by far, the, the two most common are, are C. diff and hepatic encephalopathy. Uh, dosage forms that we have available at this time, there's a 200 milligram and a 550 milligram uh, dosage form. And you will see this medication dose two or three times a day. It kind of depends upon what we're treating and, and that type of thing. So there can be uh, some significant pill burden issues as well as um, thinking about adherence and, and making sure patients are, are taking that medication regularly. The more often we dose it, you know, the less uh, chances we have at, at getting that, you know, close to 100% adherence. Uh, mechanistically, uh, it, it works the same as, you know, any rifamycin-type antibiotic. It inhibits uh, bacterial RNA synthesis, and it does that by uh, blocking uh, DNA-dependent RNA polymerase. Now, one of the most kind of unique things with rifaximin is uh, the pharmacokinetics. So rifaximin has an incredibly low oral absorption, and so that can be a really, really good thing in the sense that we don't cause a lot of systemic, typically, adverse effects, okay? However, uh, if we don't get, you know, absorption through the gut into the bloodstream, that means that we can't really treat systemic infections with that medication very well as well. So... That's why it, it makes sense that, you know, in, in an infection like C. diff or, you know, traveler's diarrhea or that small intestine bacterial overgrowth, hepatic encephalopathy, those, those are really gut issues. And that's where the drug kind of stays and, and that's where it remains. And kind of emphasizing that fact uh, from a pharmacokinetic standpoint, rifaximin is 96% approximately 96% excreted in the feces uh, unchanged. So that tells you that that drug really doesn't go anywhere very much. So again, medication is, is not meant for uh, systemic uh, infections where uh, there's you know bacterial you know growth in the bloodstream or, or other areas compared to you know a drug, let's say just pick amoxicillin, which obviously has good systemic absorption uh, through the gut because we, you know, use it for things like ear infection or sinusitis or, or things of that nature. So the drug uh, gets distributed well versus rifaximin, which does not get distributed uh, well in the bloodstream at all. So adverse effect profile, as you could imagine, if we don't get a ton of systemic absorption, uh, we're probably not going to have a great deal of risk as far as systemic adverse effects, and that's generally what we see. So by far, uh, most common is, is going to be nausea and, and GI upset. Um, in the event there's you know somewhat significant systemic absorption, you know we could have some dizziness, some fatigue. Uh, there's also chances for some rare skin type reactions as well. Uh, but again, not going to, to be very, very uh, common at all there due to the pharmacokinetics of the drug. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like geriatrics, pharmacotherapy, 
ambulatory care, medication therapy management, NAPLEX exam, or the psychiatric exam, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. Uh, we've got links to tons of different resources there, big packages, um, question bank only areas for those exams as well. Uh, in addition to that, if you're not a pharmacist, if you're a health other healthcare professional, uh, recently put out books on drug interactions, food drug interactions. Uh, we've got audible books available, uh, case studies, scenarios, uh, lots of unique resources uh, based on my experience as a, a clinical pharmacist. So uh, definitely go support uh, our sponsor, meded101.com, and uh, help support this podcast. Again, all those links, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. All right, so finishing up on drug interactions. So uh, recall, it is a rifamycin antibiotic. Um, so it is in the same class as a, rifaximin is in the same class as a drug like rifampin. Uh, but we don't have that systemic absorption to a significant extent. So typically our standard drug interactions uh, that we see with rifampin really isn't a big issue uh, with rifaximin. Uh, some of note, uh, potential uh, typhoid and, and cholera vaccine uh, effectiveness can be reduced by the use of rifaximin. Uh, P-glycoprotein inhibitors could potentially uh, increase systemic exposure. So uh, probably a little bit more concerning in you know polypharmacy patients, geriatric patients where maybe we're a little bit more sensitive to that. Um, drugs like amiodarone, macrolides, uh, some of the azole antifungals, verapamil. Uh, those P-glycoprotein inhibitors could potentially uh, increased systemic exposure and, and concentrations. Uh, there have been associations with an interaction with uh, warfarin and the potential to uh, reduce warfarin concentrations. Um, so that's unclear exactly how, how that all works out, but uh, I think it's important, you know, pretty much any medication that you start uh, in a patient taking warfarin, uh, it's probably not a bad idea to at least look that medication up and uh, potentially check an INR if there is any uh, cause for concern uh, in that type of situation. If a drug like rifaximin or another antibiotic is uh, started in a patient on warfarin. So again, not a, a huge amount of, of drug interactions with rifaximin specifically, um, but I, I wanted to, to point out a couple there. So I think that's going to wrap up this episode on Rifaximin. Hopefully you picked up a few uh, practice pearls here. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, leave a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. I greatly appreciate those of you who have already done that. Um, yeah, it's it's really helped uh, keep me going as well as helps, helps us with uh, search engines and th things like that. So I'm um, greatly appreciative uh, to those of you who have uh, certainly done that. Also, email, uh, share us, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media profile you're on, Instagram. Uh, share our podcast uh, with friends and, and colleagues. It's, it's meant to be free. It's meant to be helpful. Um, and you guys, uh, certainly with your support at meded101.com, uh, will continue 
uh, to make this uh, podcast free and, and educational for uh, all to enjoy and, and benefit from whoever uh, needs it there. So uh, I'm going to sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking to track me down, Eric Christensen, FarmD, uh, BCGP, BCPS on LinkedIn. Uh, otherwise, you can check me out at mededucation101 at gmail.com. If you've got a comment, question, or uh, anything, I can uh, try to, to help you with. I try to get through all my emails. Sometimes it takes longer uh, than, than other times, but um, I, I do my best to, to keep up on that and uh, certainly appreciate uh, hearing uh, comments and, and questions from you all. So uh, with that, uh, signing off. Take care. Hope you guys have a great a <laughs> great rest of your day. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy 2 get 2 free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than 5 miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.